Hey, you sideways. <laughs> Hold up. What up? Can you Man, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. What's happening, bro? <laughs> I'm so sorry, brother. I need to get my phone right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, what's crazy is that my wife, well, you know, she's having contractions right now, bro. So uh, we're good. We're just monitoring right now, but that's why I'm late. So if it happens on your show, bro, I might have to. <laughs> I have to jet. I understand. <laughs> But that's what's, that's what's going on. I'm letting you know I ain't one of them celebrities just had you waiting. <laughs> no, you know what's so funny? I was literally thinking, I was like, what? If, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if his wife goes into labor. Bro. We just interview her doing that. I wouldn't be surprised, bro. You know how you got to count them? So we're just counting the contractions right now. It's not crazy, but we just counting. You know what I mean? So, but we good right now, so. All yeah. right, well, hey man, if she like, come get me. I, I completely understand. It'll yeah, be I'm gonna be like, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a first on Urban Legends podcast. Hey, I'm with that. I'm with that. Hey, so this this my this my homeboy Lee. This what's going on? What's up, Lee? My assistant, and, and it's just when I, when we talking, he'll have pictures pop up on the screen and stuff like that. No, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. What you got? You got, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you, what you got out there now? Nah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. We got your young, we got your young pictures. We got your pictures when you was in the clubs, you know. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, let's get into it, man, before your, before your wife go into full label. Um, hey, man, welcome to Urban Legend Podcast. <laughs> Um, we got we got the legendary Kel Mitchell. Hey, and, and bro, I, I I gotta let you know the reason I started this podcast is because uh, I wanted to celebrate people that I consider living legends and people that I consider are making legendary moves out here in these streets. You you don't know this man, I'm sure, but you've been somebody I have watched literally my entire life. <laughs> wow. wow. No, I mean ever since I was a kid when I was in um elementary school. People used to call me Kale. You just like Kale, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, you somebody that I have, I have tracked, of course, since all that and Keenan and Kale, and into all the shows and movies that you've done up until this this part, uh, this point in your life, man. So I just want to let you know when I thought of this podcast, you was literally probably the first name that came into my head, bro. And I mean, yo. <laughs> That's I, mean, I mean that, bro. I was like, man, I was like, I got to get killed, man. I was like, I, I, I got to get killed on this. So thank you so much, bro, for, for even doing for sure. this. For so, sure, man. You know I had to do it. <laughs> so, so I want to get into, you know, talk about everything, man. I want to get into your life, man. First of all, I know you grew up in Chicago. Yeah. How was it growing up in Chicago before you got into the entertainment? Man, uh, South Side of the Shy. Shout out to everybody from Chicago, man. Uh, I love the city of the Shy. A uh, lot of arts there. A lot of great people there. Um, you know, I grew up in the neighborhood. I grew up on the South Side, so uh, I grew up around gang violence. I've seen it in my life. Uh, you know, you know, friends that end up in jail, friends murdered. But then I also had my homeboys that was on the up and up as well, doing the right thing. And my parents kept me in the church, so I had like the church. And then I had this other lifestyle that I was seeing as well. 
but yeah, man, I love I, I love Chicago, man. Uh, it's you know every time I go back, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I always stay in contact with my peoples out there. Chicago is awesome, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. Now I actually want to touch on that because yeah, I, oh, I actually wore this shirt because of you. It says, "Try Jesus, don't try me." Hey, let him know. <laughs> Shout, Shout out to Toby, man. <laughs> he got a song out there with that. Yeah. Oh, straight up. So, uh, Toby, yeah, you're a beast. Um, with with your walk with 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 Christianity, right, and with Jesus, Word. Mm -hmm. was it always so prevalent, or was it you was raised in the church, kind of did your thing in Hollywood, and then mm -hmm. kind of got back to that? Facts. It's uh, it's it's like that. Like my my grandfather was a pastor, right? So uh, I definitely was in the church. My mama was the type of person where it's like she don't care how you feel, you go in the church in the morning. And that's how <laughs> my mom and dad was in the church. They 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 worked very heavily in the church. Uh, and so my dad was a psychologist, and my mom was a teacher. So like education was very important to them. Uh, you know, being in a church, getting that word is very important to them too. But it wasn't like it was a situation where I always chose the right way. You know what I mean? Right. So oh, I know. It, it, yeah. So it was a thing where I had to constantly learn, constantly get more mature spiritually. And, you know, with being in LA, some of the things that I had dealt with and mistakes that I was dealing with in my life that I had in Chicago that I hadn't dealt with as a child kind of you know exposed itself when I was older and that happens with a lot of people in general where it's things that happen in your life or things that you went through that you're still dealing with like I've been in this game a long time and it doesn't matter what level a person is on with any entertainment business it's the real heart of man that you got to really look at and I've seen people where it's like on the outside, it look like, woo, everything is good. But then when you really actually talk to them, they're dealing with some real pain or some real issues. And that's the thing where it was like, I mean, we see it all the time with mental health, with different celebs and people committing suicide and, you know, all these different things that are happening. And so for me, it was things that I needed to deal with with me and my heart and what happened was was that me getting back into my spiritual self and me getting to know the lord even better and making him part of everything in my life was so important to me and now when i go into jobs and i go places it's not about me because i was really about yo this is about me and i got to do what i got to do i can't trust everybody it's about me but when i started to go all right so who can i help you know, within this, who can I pray for? Who can, why am I meeting this person? I feel like you meet everyone for a reason. And it's really about love because we're all family. You know what I mean? But in this, in this business and especially stand up comedians and all this different stuff like that, it's really like, yo, it's, it's me, you know, me against the world. You know what right. I, mean? I gotta do what I gotta <laughs> do. You know what I mean? So and he got that role and I need that role and I got this and I, and, you know, and when you get into that, that mindset, it's like, no, nah, bro, what is for you is for you. Mm. The vision that the God gave you is for you. And all what the enemy tries to use is that distraction of you need to hate that brother or you need to not, uh, you need to be by yourself. You need to do this. You need to do this. Nah, man, like what the, what the Lord has for you is, is yours. You know what I mean? And I just want to spread love. Like when people see me, I want to be transparent and I'm not trying to put up some type of facade. 
And so when people are like, yo, you, you talk about Jesus all the time. You speak about Christ, but he was there for me, man. Like when I was in low times, that was the person, the, the spirit that brought me out of it. You know what I mean? And that's the love that got me through. And you never know, like, you know, you know, you see me do stand up. And it's Absolutely. like, I've done stand up. And then afterwards, I'm talking to comedians afterwards in the green room. And we're talking about some real stuff. You know what I mean? Some Absolutely. real stuff that they're actually dealing with and things that I have been dealing with. And but now I can testify to them how to get through it because I got through it. You know what I mean? And vice versa, where it was like now in the back, we having this whole love session. Right. You know what I mean? Which was good though. You know what I mean? And that's what we that's what we really need, because you know, we really need that any entertainment business. I know I'm just talking, bro. But nah, <laughs> but hey, no, 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 no. I'm listening. Yeah. I, I, I'm one of the few. I'm not like T.I. T.I. be cutting off everybody in <laughs> <laughs> his expeditiously. He be like, what I'm saying is more important. It's like, nah. exactly. <laughs> so I be trying to, I actually like try to fall back and, and let you, let you talk, bro, because you know, I know pe people that's tuning into this episode, they want to hear what, what K.O. Mitchell have to say. You know what I'm saying? Word. I want to hear what you got to say. So I'm taking that all yeah. in. I want to know, was there a particular instance? You don't got to talk about it if you don't want to. Was there a particular yeah. thing that happened where mm. it clicked for you to be like, I got to get back on track with Christ? Man, it's, it's, you know, it's about commanding your morning, right? It's about every day you have to renew your mind daily. So it's always going to be a journey where you have to do it constantly. You know what I mean? So for me, when it was like, I had a whole bunch of emotional walks and things that I was going through in my life. And I remember when I had went through suicidal thoughts and I went through being broke and I went through having a divorce and I went through all these different things that were going on in my life, right? And I was trying to figure out everything on my own. And it was just like, I need to do this on my own, my own understanding, right? But when you start to spiritually get into how the Lord feels about you and what he has for you, right? And when you really start to study, you know what I mean? Study the word of God, get around like-minded people, get in the church, get into the word. And I started to work on myself. Hmm. I really started to work on myself and see that, hey, Kel, maybe some things that you need to work on so that you can see clearly the vision that God has for you and these things that he's, these desires and stuff that he's been giving you and you feel like you're up against the wall. And you know what I mean? Well, now the Lord is saying, hey, look, I want you to do it this way. And so that's what I mean about uh, putting him in everything in my life, career, family, choices. You know what I mean? That's the thing. We all have free will. We can all make a choice, but there's consequences to the choice that we make. We right. can't, we can control our choices, but we can't control the circumstances from that. You know what I mean? So the thing about it is you want to make sure you're making the right choices in life in a positive way, in a positive way. And I was the type of person where it's like, you do me wrong, I'm trying to do you wrong. Mm. It's revenge, it's revenge. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> it's going, it's going, it's popping, it's popping, what's up? You know what I mean? I was kind of like that. But then when I came to the understanding of, nah, pray for your enemies, you know? You know what I mean? Which is hard to do. But you know, when you actually do that through the Lord, it's like, I, whatever you putting on me, I'm praying that you get the right understanding where you're going, I don't need to be acting like that. I don't need to do that. And you turn to the Lord too, and you get positive too. That's what that means. 
You know what yeah. I mean? It doesn't mean like, you know, you just, you just uh, saying I ain't gonna do nothing, but you're doing it through, through prayer. And my, understand. My mama got a yeah. book. When when she get into it with somebody, she like, that's all right. I got them in my prayer book. <laughs> and, she, right. and she and she pray for. But I'm not saying what she pray for is good. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Lord, take care of this one, take care of that one. I've literally <laughs> seen people lose their jobs though. It works. My mom, shout out my mama. She <laughs> because she like the Lord, she always tell me she like Justin, the Lord go take care of them. And I got them in my prayer book. But between the two. I've literally seen people that I've had issues with lose their jobs and people that mm. she had issues with lose their job. But she was like, don't worry, the Lord will take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, all right, let's get into the, to the, to the entertainment, <laughs> the entertain, even though the Lord is with you in all aspects. So he's part of the entertainment also, but Always. I, I want to get into when did the comedy and acting come into play when you was a kid? Man. Okay. So, I was in, uh, we went on a family trip in DC and we, we were there, they were playing, the band was up on stage playing some music, right? And as they were on stage playing this music, they was playing Michael. I don't remember what Michael song it was, but my five-year-old self walked up past everybody in the venue and hit the stage. And the people were like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, little five-year-old on the stage. And I'm just, bow. I'm just hitting it on the stage going off and they're like yo this five-year-old is killing it what is happening so my parents at that point was like yo now they've seen me do this in the house they've seen me do this around my cousins but like to do it in front of thousands of people you know at this festival right. and not care right and so then this started to happen in classroom where that now I'm putting on full performances in school, you know, I'm doing voices, stuff that I've seen on television, cartoons, I'm being zany. It's go time. As soon as the bell rang, it's like, let's go. It's Kale about to put on a performance. And that was landing me in like the corner in the hallway. You know, I was landing me in the principal's office. And it was like, we need to get this kid into something. And he's getting older and we don't want him to follow the wrong crowd either. Right. So what can we do? And so uh, it was this theater called ETA Creative Arts Foundation that was in Chicago. And I went there for the summer and they were teaching us improv. They were teaching us acting and they were teaching us real dramatic acting as well. And it was like, oh, yo, this is what I've been waiting for. Like almost <laughs> like a song, like, you know what I mean? And when I got that moment, it was like I was a theater kid instantly. And I started working with adults at night doing shows like, so after class, I would go to do rehearsals. And so I literally started having a job where I had to be mature in that. And that was the thing that, you know, kind of really changed everything for me. And it wasn't a thing of like, I thought I was going to get on TV. It was like, this theater is an outlet for me. You know what I mean? A Absolutely. positive outlet. So that's why I always support the arts. And I'm always supporting the arts in school because certain kids learn in a different way. And that was something that I can get that out and then pay attention to my schoolwork because I was able to get that out, you know? Straight now, when you was doing that, um, the improv, when did you first do stand-up? Was that later in your career or was it <laughs> in, in that time? No, it was definitely not in that time. Not okay. Not at that time. Not at that time. <laughs> I ain't know if you was also Chappelle. You know, Chappelle started at 14. You know, 
Yeah, and he started young too. Right. Uh, for me, for me, it was like I was doing acting, and I remember when Kenan and Kel, uh when it stopped, when we just stopped getting doing Kenan and Kel, I Remember, someone asked me. They was like, "Hey, yo, can you do stand up?" And I think it wasn't the Key Club, but it was one of the clubs out here in LA. Gotcha. And it was a gang of performers, performances going on. And they wanted us to get on stage and do a hot five. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so I had never done a high five or done anything stand up wise, but I was thinking to myself, okay, you know, uh, in between shows, let's try it. All right. So I get up on stage. Now, this is like early 2000s. So I get up there and I killed it. Oh, well, good. So, yeah. Like, and they, this is club. They waiting for the artist and I killed it. And it was super funny. I, I, I remember I did a joke on Cisco. You know, uh, it was uh, it was uh, the thong song, but I did hot comb, and I did like hot comb, go 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 go. Talking about how girls need to like you know hot comb their hair, and I did the the, the cartwheel with one arm on stage, and I had a hot comb and the whole night. Right. And so they, they they would crack it up, right? So I'm thinking like, oh yeah, I can do this. Then years later, I stopped. I stopped doing it. Mm. Years later, another opportunity to come up. Now here's the problem. I thought because I killed it at that, oh, I could kill it again. That ain't stand to work. Much. Yeah, bro. Didn't prepare as much as I did before and <laughs> did not did not go well at all. You know what I mean? At all. And when I did it this time, it was like years later, but it was a situation where uh who was there? Martin was there. Ooh. Uh Tracy Morgan was there. Uh, and it was the whole big thing that we were doing in the valley where they was trying to do like stand up in the valley. And I remember I got up there. This was back when I used to drink, right? So I'm drinking, I get up there and I'm trying to do the same physical comedy aspect of things I've done before. And I never forget, I'm trying to put on a wig. So I'm doing my set and then I walk <laughs> off and I put on a wig and I'm taking too long because the wig, I can't get it on. And all I hear is Tracy go, come on, Cal. <laughs> Where you at? Come back out. <laughs> Come on, Cal Mitchell. What you doing? Round here. Bro. Mess, wasting people's time round here. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Bro, I was so embarrassed that I remember going to the car. And I went to the car. And I didn't come out the car. And uh, I remember uh, me and my wife, we were uh, dating around this time. And she was like, Martin was looking for you. He wanted to talk to you. To this day, I want to know what Mark wanted to tell me, but I don't know because, you know, I was in the car hiding. And so, like, so she goes. You goes, never reached out to Martin? You never reached out to him? I didn't, I never reached out. No, nope, I didn't reach out to hear what he had to say. Uh, you know, it's one of the things, it's embarrassment and drunkenness at the same time. It was weird. I feel you. I was in the car like, why? So, so at that point, I said, I'm never touching stand up again, right? I was like, I'm done. I don't care. Then, this is a funny stand-up journey. That's what I'm taking you on. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm enjoying so, it. So then, you know, and before, right, oh, I forgot. And before that, I was hosting, like, college events, which is also very different. So I was hosting, and I would only do, like, two minutes in between. Right. So I thought, I was thinking, like, oh, okay, well, I'm groovy because I could do this. But this was, like, a hot, what, 15, you know, that I had to do. And it was very different, right? So then... I, I started working with some other folks 
and to do stand-up. Somebody asked me again. Every time, like, it'd be like a five-year gap. Somebody asked, Kel, you want to do stand-up? Right. And because I'm a competition type of person, I'm ready to go. Right. I'm like, oh, I bet. You know, oh, like, hey, okay. Hey, okay. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I decide, I say, all right, bet. I'm going to do, do it again. Okay. So, but I don't understand why. Because, see, see, here's the thing. Because I'm a celebrity already, I would get into situations where an audience would come and I would be on a bill with some hot people, right? Because of that. And so it was just like, all right. So this next time I do it, it's at the improv, right? It's at the improv. Was it D-Ray night? Uh, no, this was uh, Turn Up Tuesday. Turn okay. Up Tuesday. Okay. And I will never forget this. Me and my wife tell this joke all the time because I was so amped coming out, right? I came out there and I was like, Turn Up Tuesdays, Turn Up Tuesdays, and time to turn up. And we laugh about this all the time, right? So I get out there and I'm doing everything so physical because I come from a physical comedy world. So I'm going through it and I'm going through all the jokes. I ain't giving no, no time to breathe. I'm just like, I'm going to finish these jokes. Y'all gonna hear them and, and, and y'all laugh, y'all don't. So I'm just going crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> but here's what happened. I wouldn't say I bummed, but I didn't do good. And right, so, so, I know how that is. So, so you could imagine now, this night was crazy. Kevin Hart came that night to uh, you know work on his set for his next special. Cat uh, Williams all of a sudden had came that night as well. You were there that night. I was about to say, I think I was there that night. Yes, you was there that night. That's you know crazy. You, you know why you don't remember that night? And I thank God because Dave Chappelle came that night. That's so, crazy. Now, when Dave Chappelle came that night, everyone forgot about what Kale did. So, <laughs> hallelujah. Because they forgot. They forgot about what I did. So, Kevin goes up. Dave goes up. Cat goes up. Everybody, you know, Dave did about two, three hours. Right? right. And so it was amazing because everybody forgot about what I did. Right. And so I was hurt because uh, Kat came and talked to me. We know each other. We've done a movie together that I, that I wrote. And we did one independent movie. He came and talked to me. And what did he say? Crazy, <laughs> he was like, you were like a Wayne Brady type of Mitch. This is exactly what he told me. <laughs> he said, and I don't know what that meant. And I was just like, okay. And then he laughed and walked off. And I said, okay. I, he, he said, if you hone into that. And I said, okay. I said, all right. All right. And he walked off, right? <laughs> I talked to Kevin before, and Kevin said, uh, you good? This is before I was going up. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. He was like, all right. You sure? I was like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Did I just, I hit the stage. So anyway. I do all of this, and I'm telling you this journey because I go up and it, it doesn't go well, right? So now I'm like, bump this. If I'm gonna do this, I'm not gonna wait five years for people to tell me whatever. Let's do it for real. And I started hitting the workout rooms, like for real, for real. Yeah. I hit the workout rooms, I started doing it. I really started working on my craft. I started getting advice from a lot of people. Uh, Red Grant gave me a lot of advice, you know. Uh, Alfonso was giving me some advice yeah. at the time because he was doing stand-up as well. And uh, I was just, uh, Carlos Miller had gave me some advice because we were at the same spot uh, at that time too. So I was just going all over the place and getting advice from a lot of different people. And I was really working on my craft and it was to the point where people was like, yo, Kel in here? 
really just working on stuff. And to. I would go to them long nights of just sitting there waiting for people to put you up there. And then my mission was, was like, I'm about to do this. And I didn't even talk about Nickelodeon anymore. I started really just talking about my life in general. I was like, I'm not going up there talking about, I'm not doing no sketches. I'm not doing that. I'm going to just be me. And right. it started to grow. I was doing it for a couple of years. It started to grow and it was growing my, and to the point where I built up an out. So then it got to the point where I was like selling out at like flappers. And I went yep, back yep. to improv to the same spot. Cause I said, I'm gonna go back to improv and I'm gonna kill. I went to improv, kill. And I was super excited because Red Grant came up to me. You know, Red's night. This was Red's night. Right. And he was like, you good now, baby. You good. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you kill it. But I love the fact that, you know, people started to see like, okay, Kel taking this serious. He really want to do this. And I did. Like, I really wanted to take it serious and I really wanted to kill it. And I just, I love the journey of stand-up because it ain't no punk. It's like, you know, I understood uh acting you know being on television doing movies but being on stage and them inviting them into your world you know what i mean cedric gave me a lot of advice too uh cedric the entertainer because right. it's like you're inviting these people into your world so you have to do it like a conversation mm -hmm. like how we having a conversation right now and make everybody feel chill and they understand where you're coming from like we just laughing in the living room and when i started to really really do that that's when it started to grow you know Absolutely. what i mean and uh but yeah i know that was a long stand-up journey but yeah no man, <laughs> that, man hey, that's what a podcast for if you don't like long mm -hmm. stuff you tuned into the wrong thing so <laughs> facts um that's something that i i had to learn too because i'm super high energy and physical also and i remember mm -hmm. i was performing at the j spot comedy club in uh in, in uh inglewood and G thing, the comedian G thing was telling me, I was just doing my set. Da, 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 da. And he was like, You're talking over the crowd. You're not making a connection with the audience. Like, because I'm just kind of looking over their heads and just doing my material, doing my material instead of really like having that conversation and, and mm -hmm. talking to them. And, and, you know, and that, that's, that's a big difference when it comes yeah. to your material resonating, you know, with the audience. So, yeah. How did you hear about, because we, we definitely about to talk about Nickelodeon. So, <laughs> how, so how, how did you hear about your all that audition and, and were you booking anything before all that in Chicago? Uh, in Chicago, I was the theater kid, right? And so um, I got an agent because of the fact that I started doing work on the South side. Then I started doing work on the North side of Chicago. And that's like, if you in, you know, New York, that's like, okay, now you're doing some Broadway stuff. So I started doing that and I was doing plays that were getting a lot of notoriety. notoriety. That's the word. Okay, so <laughs> you got it. You can do it, sugar. I was like, no, not us. Uh, so I was doing that. And then uh, I got an agent. And so an agent saw me in a play called uh, Eden. Uh, and it was about this West Indian family coming to America, coming to America. <laughs> so, and it was a, a very dramatic um, piece. And so I remember uh, I did a lot of work in there that, you know, um, uh, reporters started to see and they started to write on me. And so I got an agent at that point. So I started how, going how, how on. How old were you? How old were you at this time? Oh man, I want to say 
13, probably 13, 13. Okay. And so uh, when that happened, it was like I got an agent and now I'm going on auditions. Now out there around that time, it was mostly like infomercials. You might get like a TV movie that was filming in the shot at that point. Uh, it's not like out now where everything films in Chicago, but at that point it was like some TV and then like films and then infomercials and commercials. So I got like a Subway commercial and if you blink, you ain't see me because I was in a crowd of like Subway employees and it, you know, so I don't even, <laughs> you can even see me. And then, and then uh, I modeled. So by agency, I also modeled. So I modeled for Captain Crunch. So that was my biggest thing. I was <laughs> on the Captain back Crunch? Of, yeah, bro. I was on the back of the Crunch, Crunch Berries box. Hey, and uh, I was like, hey, with a hot top fade. And everybody started chasing me around the neighborhood. Like, yo, yo, he on the cereal box. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I always tell people I was a model first. You know what I mean? So, hey, let them know. <laughs> but uh, but all that came when I was like, uh, all that audition came when I was a sophomore in high school. So you're talking about a couple of years, years later. And uh, that came along and it was a nationwide audition, you know, where they were going around everywhere, seeing kids from every city. And I just got, I ended up getting a role, man. I auditioned for that and got the part. And it was like, I had to go through a series of auditions. To I was going to ask you, do you remember yeah. what the audition process was? Yeah, bro. So here, so I remember I was late to the audition. And kind of like this podcast, Kel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, you got a good reason. You got a good reason. I got a good reason. You got a good reason. You count the contractions, right, right, right. <laughs> Your wife is probably crowning right now. You are out here talking to me. I, I keep listening though, on every pause we have. I'm like, okay, okay. Right. Now I feel you. But yeah, shout out to my new baby boy that's gonna be coming. You can Hey, coming. yo, y'all already have a name? Uh yes, we do. We got a name. Okay, yeah. you're okay. Um yep. yeah, but, so but, but audition process. You so you yeah, late. So, so I was late, Pops, uh, my dad, uh, we were on the way, but we hit some traffic. I got, I was late. I walk in, Brian Robinson's in there, uh, Michael Tolan, they're all in there, they're chilling. And I knock over some camera cords, right? And so I'm like, I'm already late and I knocked over camera cords. This is ridiculous. I, you know, <laughs> and then I forgot my monologue because I got midterms on my mind because you know, I'm a sophomore in high school. That never happened. So I'm like, bro, what? So then they were like, you can go back outside and try to do it. So I go outside and they, I come back in and they thought it was funny how physical I was with the cameras and all this stuff and fixing it. So then they were like, well, why don't you start with like some impersonations? I was like, oh, bet. So I did some impersonations. And, but what I did was I didn't do people that were on TV. I did like my uncles, my teachers, people that I saw mm. uh, in Chicago on the L train. So I'm doing all of this and they like, yo, that was super, super funny, right? They was going crazy. Like Coach Creighton was like birthed in there, you know, wow. Ed was birthed in there. And so uh, did all that, a week go by. Oh, I did, I did my monologue and then I, I murdered the monologue because I nice. did it, I was, you know. And then after that, it was like, a, I want to say a week and I didn't hear nothing. So usually when you don't hear nothing, you think you ain't got it. I remember I was praying uh at night go to bed and the phone rang and my mama was like huh oh, what you say now oh, thank you, Jesus. right so she running around and she's like yo you got a call back i'm like bet so now we fly to la to go audition right <laughs> in la now it's everybody bro i'm talking about it's the avengers you know what i'm saying like everybody from every walk 
that's coming to audition for this thing. Every kid, funny kid, everywhere. Do you and, remember uh, some of the kids? That yeah, audition? so like Lori Beth was there, Josh was there, uh, Elisa was there, like the, the, the main seven Cass. was there, gotcha. mixed with a whole bunch of other kids that are now celebrities too. But yeah, a whole well, bunch of other kids. Well, that's what I was saying. Who's yeah. some of the other celebrities that were there? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember because they say they talk about it a lot, but I, they not hit me right now. Oh, okay. But it was like, like Leonardo they, DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, was, it was so crazy, and I got through, and I was excited, man. Then we, we went, flew to Florida uh, to shoot the show, and it was just a special. Like, it wasn't supposed to be a series yet. Because wow. Nickelodeon hadn't tried out this hip-hop, very diverse uh, type of show, you know? So Brian was like, oh, it's going to be hot. I'm telling you, he was very in tune with hip-hop and stuff like that. And this was like, they, they say Saturday Night Live, which it is like that too, but it's definitely like a Living Color as well. Definitely, absolutely. You know what I mean? So it was definitely like a kid version of the Living Color and Saturday Night Live mixed together. And uh, it, it killed. So I went back to Chicago thinking like, oh, we just going to have this special, see what happens with it. It's all good. It blew up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just blew up. Incredible. Yeah. Man, I'm telling yeah. you, when I was a kid, I wanted to be on that show mm -hmm. more than anything. I'm going to tell you a crazy story. I remember uh -oh. writing, because I'm from Florida, and mm -hmm. I found out like, oh, they filmed this in Florida. I remember mm -hmm. they used to have these books, like these Hollywood directory books. And it used to have like agencies and casting directors information. So I literally hand wrote a, a letter to the casting office of all that. When I, I don't know how, I probably was 13 at the time or something. And I was like, I love all that. And I would love nothing more than to be a cast member. <laughs> nothing more. <laughs> nothing more. Sincerely broke Negro. And so I sent that off to the casting director. Casting actually called me. They called me. They was like, oh, my God, that was so sweet of you to write this um, this, this letter. You know, we don't know if we're going to be able to get you on the show, but, you know, we'll, we'll at least, like, pass along your hair shot. Because that's when I was just getting into, like, just even wow. getting So, man, so the, what that show did, man, was incredible. Because, like you said, it was like in, in living color and the, the diversity. I mean... Back then, people got to realize if there was more than one black cast member on a TV show, Word. that was already setting precedence. You know, that was a that, <laughs> well, show, show all that photo, nigga. We talk about all that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. We're, we was going there too. We yeah, we go. Too. We will go there, man. Yeah, I'll be trying to. I'll be trying to take people on the on the ride. You know, but so. But get it, get it. Yeah, well, that's the yeah, well, that's the later version. Show the. It, it's another He's gonna one. say that. Don't do that to him. Shout out, right? We, I like giving them crap sometimes. That's a find, find the younger. It's it's another one that's like a super like the the first cast, like all the original cast. Numbers. Yeah. But, but um, what I was gonna get into was when you got on the show. Was there any time that you was intimidated by the other cast members because you thought, wow, they're really funny? And was there any of that? Absolutely not. Not, not, <laughs> not, not like that. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, come on, man. Hey, I know I'm a beast. I would I'm a beast out here in these streets. What you talking about? There we go. That's the, there that's go my it. family. There go my family. There we go. That's the original cast right there. 
Yeah, man. That's crazy. What What do you remember about them times being on that we show? We were babies, man. We were like, we were really kids, and it was a, it's super exciting. And the thing about it was, was that we shot on Universal Studios lot. So, you know, you had the amusement park of all of that in your backyard of shooting on the studio. And then also you had like these musical guests that would come through and I was rapping at the time. So right. for me, it was like super crazy that all the artists I was just like super excited about coming on the show, hanging out with us, going to Universal Studios and chilling with us. Uh, and some that we still stay in contact with today, you know, like TLC, they, they family, you know what I'm saying? They ended up doing a theme song and I was fans of them before I even got on the show and now we still stay in contact. So it's like super, super crazy in that way. And then as far as I answer your other question, for me, it was like, I had like, like Chicago, like with me, you know what I'm saying? And my mom was like, you know, it's a blessing, right? Okay, it's a blessing. But if you don't want to continue to do that, her and my pops was like, you don't want to continue to do this, you don't have to. But if you're going to do it, do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and my main thing was, is like, I've seen so much growing up in the shy. I was like, yeah, man, if this is an opportunity, all a lot of my big homies was telling me like, yo, Kel, you go be funny. You go kill it. You go do that. Like, I remember when my, uh, when my uncle was murdered, right? And it was a whole situation where it was just like, everybody was angry, so me too, like, yeah, yeah. And then they was like, he loved you. He would want you to do what you doing right now. So you go make us proud. Mm. That was one of my, my cousins told me, you make us proud and you gonna make us proud on TV. So I went out, I went out there with, with that. Like it was like savage on the stage to the point where it was like every character I want to put my all into it and they cracking up and falling on the floor. So for me, that's what I did. Now, there was a learning curve because I will shout out Keenan on this for me because he had already been doing movies and, and shows and stuff like that. And so when I got on stage, there was a, a boom mic. And I was from theater where that the back of the row needs right. to hear you, right? <laughs> and so I come on there and I'm doing the character super loud. Yeah, I'm right. already a loud person. And I'm Me doing it loud, and the boom guy's like, like this. <laughs> and Keenan is like, yo, you know, you ain't got to do it like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can, like, talk a little bit. You ain't got to talk that loud. I'm like, oh, bro, I, I didn't even know dude was up there. That's how tapped in I was. I didn't even see, like, the mic. And I was right. like, oh, my bad. So then it was just like those learning curves that, you know, those are the things I learned from my from my castmates and things like that. Well, yeah, what, what, yeah, yeah, that's definitely what I wanted to, you know, touch on was, you know, mm -hmm. you and Keenan's relationship was like, y'all was like Batman and Superman, you know. Um, how did, how was that first time meeting? Do you, do you remember the first time y'all <laughs> met each other? Yeah, what was, yeah, what was that? And, and then, and why do you think you all clicked so well? Okay, so Keenan, was uh the last one picked on all that right and so uh he had already done mighty ducks so it was a moment where everybody that got picked on the show met up at a hotel so that night everybody was there in the morning we were gonna meet everybody who got in and so everybody was walking in one by one i don't know if they did it this way but we were all walking in the lobby one by one so it was like we were walking in <laughs> we back with a game. <laughs> and so I remember walking in and I sit down like, okay, who's going to be next? Right. right? So then Keenan come in, and this is the funniest thing ever. He rolled in on the Mighty Ducks rollerblades. 
<laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and he had his roller, and he had the bag with the Mighty Ducks on it. And I was like, yo, this kid is hilarious. I'm going to be hanging out with this kid. And just and then, then my mom, she had decided to come out there with me. And she was my, my manager at the time, so my manager. And Keenan's mom, both of them were like the same size, same build. And, you know, all, we just clicked. You know what I mean? And then also, too, as well, I mean, you know, he's both black, you know. Right. Gonna, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So we, link we, up regardless. We, you know, right. Atlanta was very similar to Chicago in the sense of we kind of came from the same type of background. So, uh, and then now, comedic-wise, I remember we were introducing, I think it was TLC. Oh, it was the moment where, you know, at the end of the show when they go, oh, yeah, kick it. Right. The the okay. So this was, that came from a sketch when we were introducing TLC. And it was at that moment where we were playing Mavis and Clavis and I would say something and we were improv and he knew what I was about to say next. And everything we said just complimented each other with the comedy. And we both looked at each other. We talked about this moment. We looked at each other like, yo, man, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of crazy. Like how it's just going very well. And that was the thing that the producers saw. And they started just putting us a sketch after sketch after sketch together. And uh, that's how that friendship came about wow. being, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's yeah. amazing, man. That's that's yeah. one that's one of those leg legendary combinations, you know, it just part mm -hmm. of like TV history. Um uh, you two. On on that show, I always wanted to know because I didn't know it was good to hear that from your audition, some of those characters were born. Mm -hmm. Um I I was always interested to know like how much input or uh, influence did y'all have with creating the characters? And in with the sketches, how much input when it when it came to the scripts? Did they give y'all like freedom to like change some things, or they was like, no, kind of stick to what we're doing, or, or what? How they started it off, which was so dope. I mean, shout out to our writers and producers, where they would go, do it the way we wrote wrote it, and we'll get it in the can. Then after that, improv, go crazy, and right. we'll film it, and you can do what you want. And with me. I love that because I was a very physical comedian. You know, I grew up watching, you know, Jim Carrey and, you know, Jerry Lewis and, uh, you know, uh, Martin Lawrence, who I just, you know, amazing. So right. I watched all these different people. And so for me, it was awesome to be able to be so physical. It got to the point where they were writing a script, then kill, do something physical. Like it was just <laughs> like that. Like they already knew, like they could tell me like, hey, just go. And so uh, shout out to that. A lot of that stuff that we improv with as kids uh, ended up on the show. And it was just like awesome that they allowed us to do that. Yeah, Man, that's fine. What, what was your favorite character or your favorite sketch or both? <laughs> I would definitely say Coach Creighton is like one of my favorite just because he, I mean, he missing the tooth. All right. He get to yell at folks. The physicality was so like super out of here. You know what I mean? And I think that's, I just have so much fun with him. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's crazy. You know, yeah. even to this day, like still. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, that, that, so that's amazing. So, mm -hmm. so when did, okay, uh, the, the show, when the show hit, could mm -hmm. you tell noticeably that there was a shift in like your fame? Like when it when, when it started to pop, did you start like, oh, people are really starting to recognize me when I'm out yeah. and about? And yeah, what was that like? And, and what was that moment? We do tests. Like we did a test. Like first, like when it first got started, we would go out and walk around and nobody was like, you know, kind of coming after us, right? Then 
we would do the same test again and it became like Bieber status where it was like people was running after us you know it got kind of crazy and it was funny because I'll never forget one time we were all went to Disney the old cast we went to Disney World and it was this trolley that was up there that we had to get on it's like a private trolley that Walt Disney made <laughs> for VIPs. Crazy. So we're walking and all these kids are like, ah, all that, all that, right? And everybody's running. And they said, get to the trolley. So everybody's running to the trolley, right? My butt, because you know, it's like, it's some girls on the corner. They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, I just sound one. It ain't no big thing. <laughs> and so I sound one, it gets really, really crazy. You know what I mean? It's nuts. One girl ends up having an asthma attack. And I'm thinking, like, everything good, because she's going, you know, like, kill, kill, kill. And, but then it turns to, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, no. So I, I stayed with her, because I'm that type of person. Well, good. Stayed with her. Somebody came to help her out. But we kind of knew at that moment where it's like, dang, it's certain places we can't really, like, go, because it's getting to the point where people chasing us around. Uh, and, and you know, and I'm thankful that it's still like it's like that today. It's like you know what I mean, like. But it's even crazier because I mean I know we're gonna get to this, but it's like it's a new generation that is watching me, and their parents know me from the '90s. So it's it's kind of wild as far as like how how the fan base is, which is which is exciting. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, you know, people yeah. like you, Keenan. I would say even like a Raven Simone. It's amazing that, like, I grew up on you and my daughter is growing up on you. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and that's just, uh, I, you know, I, we were sitting there watching uh, That's So Raven. Oh, and of course, when the reboot of all that came back, I told my daughter, like, you got to watch all that. I grew up on all that. You got to watch all that. But even my daughter was watching That's So Raven. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. like, dang, I grew up with Raven Simone on the Cosby show. And now yeah. here my, my daughter is watching all her episodes on Disney Plus of, uh, you know, That's So Raven and Raven Song. So it's just, to, to, yeah. to have such longevity in this business uh, is such a blessing, man. Um, yeah. And, and, and yeah, I, I just think about that. That's something that I revere, you know what I'm saying, yeah. about, about you and, and your career so far, man. Um, Thank you, bro. Yeah, absolutely. So the producers, when did the producers say, okay, we need to have a Keenan and Kel show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they took us to the side. Usually we go have a hiatus where, you know, we have a break, you know, uh, in the show, right? And I know you know what that means. I was just saying it for the viewers. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. They're like, what's a hiatus? <laughs> <laughs> How you spell that? <laughs> <laughs> so we would just have, like, you know, a hiatus. And so usually we would go back home. But then they took us to this like dressing room in the back we didn't know about, and the producers and our parents were in there, and me and Keenan by ourselves. And they were just like, "Yo, so all the kids are gonna go home, and you two are gonna stay here." And we were like, "Huh?" And they're like, "Yeah, you are gonna have your own show." He's like, "Yo, what?" And they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna have your own show. We see what you guys do Offset, and we like it. And so we're gonna do a show, and it's gonna be similar to like you know a Fresh Prince of Bel Air and." A Martin type of show, and it's you guys are gonna be playing real characters. And I was like, yo! And I remember <laughs> that picture. <laughs> and so I remember that uh, they were like coming up with the name of the show. Cause then we went to like dinner after that, after they were putting the script together, and they had the script. And Kim Bass, uh, who uh, like wrote, created the Keenan and Kale show with Brian Roberts and Mike Toll and everybody, he also created Sister Sister. 
which was crazy at the same time. Wow. And so it was bananas because I remember we were at dinner and I'm like, what are we going to call this show? And it was all these like crazy names. It was a paper with a whole bunch of names, like me and my homie, you know, me and my friend. <laughs> 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 and then so somebody, I don't know who it was, was like, just call the show Keenan the Kid. And so, which was awesome because I remember Will speaking about this, uh, who's amazing. Will will always say like, hey, you know, it was amazing that the show was named after me. You know what I mean? Because people would know Will, like Will Smith, and know that name, and it would be a household name. So for me, Kel became a household name, just like Keenan Thompson became a household name, because our characters' names were in the show as well. So I'm thankful that that ended up happening. And uh, yeah, man, we tried our own show, and we were doing all that, plus Keenan the Kill, and back and forth, back and forth, while being in school, doing it all at the same time. That's, <laughs> yeah, man. man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I got to yeah. get my own show because, you know, my character name is Bozer on uh, MacGyver. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm tired. And, and then, you know, I'm rapping now, so you can't be out in the streets. And they're like, hey, Bozer. I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to need you to stop calling me that. <laughs> Bozer got them bars. <laughs> and I appreciate it. Well, that's something I, I, I kind of skipped over. I remember seeing the episode when you rapped at the end as the musical mm -hmm. guest on all that. And I was Word. like, Kale rap too? Um, yeah. And I mean, you killed it. So, Thank you. hey, look at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Do you still rap? How, did you ever put out like a, a project during that time <laughs> or what? Cause you know, I mean, we don't have, we didn't have like Apple and Spotify back then. You know, so if, if if it was something like that back then, it would have been easier for people to, to get your music. But but did you ever yeah. put out a project or anything? Yeah, I did. So I was I was rapping before I was into uh, acting. Wow. So like back in Chicago, me and my boys, we created like a rap group. You know what I mean? And so I ended up getting on GCI, WGCI, uh, which was dope with a song. And, uh, you know, I was out there really, I battled uh, Common when I was a kid. <laughs> my, uh, my sister worked at a, uh, a record store out in Chicago called Metro Music. And Metro Music was like all the celebs used to go there when they came through Chicago. So you would see all like the a by tens on the wall and they would sign it. And, you know, Common grew up on the South Side of Shot too, like right next to my hood. And so I remember him coming in there and I was like, yo, it's coming. And I remember him freestyling at that time. I was rapping like crisscross. So I was on some old, make it the kill, kick the kill, make it, you know, all that. Right. And, so, <laughs> and I'll never forget it. And so, like, hip hop, like, really was another thing that saved me from getting into, like, the wrong crowd because I was a straight up B boy. Like, I did the graffiti, I did our break dance, I was part of the breaking crew. Uh, shout out to Mortal, Mortal Crylons, IMK. Y'all already know what it is. And so, oh. you know what I mean? So I was, like, really into, like, the whole, like, you know, hip-hop movement. And so for me, uh, when I got on the show, I started to incorporate my music into my acting. And so in any movie or TV show I was in, I would do something on the soundtrack. And gotcha. so I remember when I did because you get you get you get you get paid for that. You know what I mean? so, oh, nice. Oh well, yeah. When you get your your music on the soundtrack or something. Yeah, when you yeah. get now when I got in the ASCAP and all that stuff and it was playing, I was like, hey. So basically, I remember uh, one of my big ones was with Immature, and it was a song called "Watch Me Do My Thing," right? And I remember I was rapping. Me and my boys was real hip hop. We was on some Wu Tang Far Side type stuff. 
And so I remember Immature was like, they were putting out the All That soundtrack. And it was going to be the All That music. And Brian came up to me and was like, yo, Kill, I want you to be on the soundtrack. You go rap. I know you like to rap. And I was like, oh, dope. He was like, yeah, you get to work with Immature. I was like, oh, dope. And he was like, but it's not your boy, it's just you. I was like, oh, but I want my boy. Okay, I'll do it. And then right. he was like, but then, but then he was just like, but then I want you to rap, but here's the catch. You got to be Ed. And I was hot. I mean, I was mad, brother. I was mad. And so I was like, okay, but if Ed going to rap, I tell you what, Go he spit. about to be spit, right? So I remember I went in the studio and I had Ed spitting. And it's funny because to this day now, people are like, and it played on the radio. We got on Billboard charts, but it's like they discovered it again now. And it's super funny where like people are hitting me with it and they put it up on Instagram because the video was fire. And so uh, I just had fun doing that. And I love, I love rapping, man. I love, oh yeah, right there. Go watch me do my thing. So. Shout out to Lee. Lee, like, I ain't finna lose my job today. He's like, hey, not I, today. I, I gotta keep the lights on. Hey, maybe, <laughs> maybe need a new pair of shoes. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> hey, that is amazing, bro. Hey, so this is what I wanted to know. During them, during them Keenan and Kel days, I know you're I know you're married now. Mm. But what what was that Whoa. like when did you see the, <laughs> the change in attention when it came from women back then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you said enough. <laughs> no, you, you got to think about it. You're, 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 you know, you're a teenager. Uh, there's a lot of craziness, you know, that that's going on. And yeah, it was a lot of attention. It was like girls screaming. And then you got to think about it. Then I go and do a song with the hottest R&B group. That, that, was, B2, that, that was the B2K of that day. Exactly. So then now I'm seeing their level of like girls screaming falling out when because I they took me on tour for a little bit. Mm. So it was like now it's kill plus that and it was just like it was crazy. So you would definitely see a lot of that. You know what I mean? So that's why you got to keep your head right because you can make some mistakes. You know what I mean with that going on. And I, nah, I bump my head a lot with with maturity, like learning to be more mature. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey so when when you after Keenan and Kale ended this is always mm -hmm. this was something I always kind of because everybody's not as fortunate to kind of go from being a kid and I guess you was a teenager so you wasn't like a kid kid star mm -hmm. more like a teenager is when all that you right because you were 16 right on all that I was 15 15. Like 15 yeah so but the transition how was it that transition from going from basically a child actor to an adult actor like when all that and keenan the kill ended was there any type of fear uh mm -hmm. or or you know what what was that what was that uh process like or, or what were you going through in that that transition every every like young star goes through that especially when it's a, a situation where you have this like background of like all this celebrity and, they, and this is what they see like they just see ed they see all that keenan and kale you know all these shows and it's like well i have more to offer i have other things that i that i've worked on too and so it was a situation where i would go straight left at one point i went straight left where i was like i'm just doing all drama <laughs> like, oh, don't, don't give me no comedy. I don't want to do it. And I remember I did that. And, I, and some good things came out of that. I had 
Uh, I did a film with uh, John Sells, and it was Danny Glover in it and uh, Charles Dutton. So that was amazing. Wow. What was and the then, name? Uh, uh, it's called Honey Dripper. Oh, Honey that's Dripper. right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. then I, uh, and then it was a time where casting directors did couldn't see Keenan and I apart, and then they also couldn't see the adult versions of us. I remember it was one time we met with Jeff Clanagan, right? And we went in the meeting and we were like, okay, we want to do like, this is when DVDs was popping. And it was a whole situation where we were going to do like the Mary Kay Nashley thing. Like we were just going to like, yeah, Keenan McHale goes to the fire uh, right. the house. And, <laughs> and it was like, not the right thing. We were trying to find like something, right? And within that finding, which was dope was that we found other um you know opportunities within that so within that 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 time of like discovering this new adulthood i started writing i started you know producing my own stuff i put out a lot of dvds i did some, some films on my own and it was just like i'm happy about those times because i remember bumping into marlon and marlon wayne said hey bro if they don't want to give you what you want to star in then you do it yourself, you write. And I was like, word, okay. And I took that and just started like writing, putting out my own stuff. I put a lot of stuff out DVD wise. And uh, I did Kel videos live, which was like me spoofing everybody in the industry uh, with like music. I did a World Hour Lincoln Vic hip hop version before everybody started doing that. Oh, I dope. did it first, you know what I mean? So I started doing, I, I created like a TRL but it, I was starring in all the music videos. I was playing all the <laughs> characters. So I did that, did a film, uh, and I constantly am doing that with evolving and learning. And I think that's the thing, like, you gotta be a sponge within this entertainment business, just like, you know, getting information. You never have to, never feel like I've learned everything. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what I did, even with stand-up, like, to go back to that, when I started to say, Oh, well, bump Nickelodeon, I don't want to do that. But when I really learned the craft and learned how to do it, and then fans were going, hey, we would love to hear some of those Nickelodeon stories and that stuff. And it was like, oh, well, let me incorporate that back in, but right. tell you in a different way. And then I was having the joy within the, the stand-up and, and knowing how to make it work. It was, it was awesome. And it was a way to reach out to my fans. Uh, in in a, in a major way, man. So, uh, yeah, man. It's just like I feel like you're always evolving. Like I ain't done yet. So that's why I think like oh, always, for sure, for yeah. sure, you're not, man. Yeah. Uh, I mm -hmm. tell you my Jeff Clanigan story. Uh, my rep set me up a meeting to meet with yeah. Jeff to, to pitch him. They they said he wanted to, they wanted to talk to me about something or pitch some show idea to him. Something I don't even remember. All I remember <laughs> is the Negro didn't show up. And he oh. was in the building. Wow. That's I go, crazy. I go in the office and I meet with somebody else. And I'm <laughs> like, uh, I'm looking at my wife like, when Jeff showing up? And anybody don't know who Jeff Clanagan is, he like runs Kevin Hart's uh, digital. He department. boss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he a boss. He's LOL. He runs Kevin Hart's mm -hmm. LOL. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sitting in the... And they was like, yeah, they, somebody coming in like, yeah, when you know, when they cracked the door open, yeah, Jeff's not gonna be able to make it. <laughs> I'm like, well, what, what am I meeting with? Why am I here? And so I'm pitching my idea to some rando. And then when I'm leaving, they was like, oh yeah, I heard them talking to somebody else. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff just walked into that other meeting. And I'm like, wow. 
Wow. Shout out to Jeff Clanigan. So uh, wow. <laughs> you still, hey, you still getting it in. You didn't need me. Uh, and then my, <laughs> my reps was like, my reps was like, hey, you want to uh, go back in? I said, no, no, I'm okay. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> Next time I meet with Jeff, Jeff will be calling for me personally. Uh, so <laughs> that that's something I, I wanted to touch on when you say like separating yeah. from Nickelodeon also. Yeah. How tough was it you separating from Keenan? And this is this is just a childhood question because you know there sure. was a time when y'all, of course, we we just seen y'all all together, mm -hmm. always together. And then I felt I when we didn't see y'all together, this is me as a childhood kid. Like I was like, did something happen, or mm -hmm. are they just trying to separate because they want to be their own individuals? Like what what you don't got to go super in detail or nothing. No yeah. one you need to go, but. What yeah. what kind of was that separation process was like for y'all to start doing your own man? Thing? So, for one thing, I want to say because you know if, uh, another thing about being so in the limelight and growing up in the limelight, everybody got they they version, <laughs> you know what I mean, of what happened. Right. You know, like I saw just uh, one uh, company recently, the true story of why Kenan and Kel broke up. I was like, bro. I wanted to come in there so bad, like, this is not the true story of, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what are y'all doing? Right. I think it was comedy hype or something like that. But I'm about to say, I know, <laughs> I'm about to say, I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but I'm just going to say it. Right. So, <laughs> but it's like, you know, really, really reach out to people if that's what you're going to say, because that's not the real reason. And so it's like, as adults, right, you got to understand, like, people just see the what you just did what, what, how hot you were at that moment and then they forget like how long the journey is right so you got to remember like we were also growing into adulthood like what we just talked about before so within that outside of entertainment there's things that you learn through adulthood and becoming a man so there was some real things that I was dealing with in my life and that I was doing in my life and some real things he was doing in his life as well and at the same time, too, we did want to, um, you know, get a name for ourselves at that point. And that was never a thing where it was like I was going, man, Keenan, why do you want to get a name for yourself? Never. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was this thing where I'm not even paying attention because I got this real life situation <laughs> that's going on. I'm becoming a father. I got all this stuff going on. I got, you know what I'm saying? I got to take care of. I need to hustle. I'm not even thinking about what's happening. You know what I mean? And so within that, it's just that, hey, at that point, now we're working on different things. And that's literally what happened. It was no uh, beef. It was just like the conversations just kind of trailed away. You know what I mean? As far as us being as close. And then when he went to go do Saturday Night Live and he was in New York and I was in LA, we're both living our lives. You know what I mean? And that's just really wasn't what, what it is. And I always tell people, it's like, okay, now you might be, but I'm sure you had a lot of friends in high school. You know what I mean? A lot of friends. Now, Lee might have been somebody you met in high school and you still kick it with, right? right? But then can you say everybody that was in your classroom that you was cracking up with, that you was like, ah, that's the dog. And you saw them every day and y'all rolling. Are you still cool with the, all those people? Yeah, no. Nope. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So it's almost like you grow and then if you meet each other as adults within that time and you get to talk again, because like Keenan and I now, man, we're really good. You know what I'm saying? And we're homies and it was a situation where people did because they did try to break us up. 
in our ears. You know what I mean? Where there was a lot of conversation. I was gonna ask you about that too. Did, did people yeah. ever try to pitch y'all against Bro. one another? So we found out that many different people were doing that in our lives. And when we were working together, a lot of that happened. You know what I mean? And I told you how I was before. You know, I was the type of person where it's like, man, I, you know what I'm saying? That when you said that, that person said that. And it's just like, now nah, I'm focusing on me. And to the point where I'm focusing on me so much, I ain't even asking what's going on over there. You know what I mean? Because I'm focused on me at that moment. And so it was a thing of my focus on what I needed to do with my life and getting my life together. It was a situation where Keenan was like, hey, I wanted you to, to reach out to me and be like, hey, you know what I mean? Congratulations. And what's going on with that? And I was just like, bro, let me tell you what I was going through around that time. And he was like, yo, I didn't even know. And I'm like, I know. And it was like, and we made a pact to always speak to one another, mm. uh, you know, all the time. Because even though now we're adults, we're just like, man, we ain't gonna allow nobody to hit us up and with craziness. And to the point where like, now we really do that. Like I remember he texted me the other day and he was just like, hey, yo, Kel, did your number change? And I was like, nah. And he was like, oh, somebody on my phone playing. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but, Back in the day, that, that might have been like, oh, kill, you know what I mean? But it's like, we, we, we talking to each other, you know, and it's an understanding. And I, I love the, like, the adult Keenan and Kill, like, talking about family, talking about life, and understanding one another, man, and just having a, you know, a good view on that. That's just dope, man. Well, yeah, it was <laughs> it was so great to see y'all back together. Uh, what was mm -hmm. that? The, was the Jimmy Fallon sketch is what brought y'all back together when it came to acting? Yeah, man. It was one of those situations where it was like uh, they wanted to do that. I was on a show called Game Shakers at the time and Keenan was, you know, on Saturday Night Live and they were like, oh, Jimmy wants to do this thing. He did it with Saved by the Bell. Now, that wasn't the only time we talked. This, like, conversation that I'm talking about happened way before that. Gotcha. And my main thing was, was that I need us to talk because I think that's dope as man to man. We just talk. We haven't talked in a long time and it's a lot of stuff that was in the streets of people making their own assumptions about both of us, you know what I mean? And it was so dope for us to be able to speak and say, okay, well, we gonna put the truth out there because this is ridiculous, it's, it's, it's hilarious that people right. are taking their own narrative with things. Yeah. Right, man, well, that's, yeah. that's great to hear. You know, everybody, yeah. you know, loves seeing, seeing mm -hmm. y'all together. So it's good to know that that, that friendship is, is strong, man. Oh yeah. I gotta touch on uh, Mystery Men. Let's go. Uh, hey man, you know, that movie is a is a classic. Uh incredible, funny film. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh how how was it? I wanted to know like at your point in your career, you know, I'm a th I'm thinking that's around at least coming off of Keenan and Kale, if not yep. yeah. So what? was that, did you have to audition for that? Was that an offer? Um, and how was it working on that set? Bro, so you gotta imagine, like, like now, you know what I mean? To be in a film of that caliber with all those actors that were murdering. You talking about Ben Stiller, Hank Azaria, uh, Wes Studi, Janine Garofalo. And I remember auditioning for it. Um, and I, the casting director, I, I remember she was real chill. It was a dope audition. 
like she had a real uh boho I'm, I'm into like interior design stuff so <laughs> nice she had so when i say this she had like a, a boho modern type of look in her you know office right and so bohemian and so it was like all these cool couches yoga like and i come in and i she said before we do it i just want to talk to you and get to know you and i was like Word. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> right. So I'm like, we're getting to know each other. And then I do the audition. She made it so comfortable. And then I, she immediately called me and was like, Ben wants you to do film. I don't know whether Ben was behind a curtain up in there or what. Right. <laughs> you know what <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Give it to him. He's amazing. Right. So I don't know. But I remember being on that set, bro. And you're talking about every heavy hitter at that time. I remember seeing the billboard of it. And I remember D-Ray uh, talking to me about that one time where he was just like, cause we all grew up on, this, on the South Side of Shaw. And he was just like, man, Kel was one of the cats in Chicago that was, you know, <laughs> came out there with the comedy and was just inspiring. And I was like, man, thank you, bro. Cause it was like, for that to happen was just like big, like seeing, you know, me up there with, with Janine and Ben and being on set was even crazier because their improv skills were bananas. Like, mm. it would have scenes where it was so long. Like, we would do scenes <laughs> because Ben wanted to be funnier than Hank, and Hank wanted to be funnier than Ben in that moment, which was just awesome. And so I remember, like, yo, Kel, like, is you, are you going to do it? I was like, I was just like, so like, oh, I want to get off in one of the scenes, but I don't know. Like, this ain't all that. I can't just right. bump in their stuff. And I remember, i never forget it, uh, Ben was like, yo, Kel, what you think? in this scene like and i was like huh and, was <laughs> and i just started ripping and he's like okay next scene i want you to just rip just rip just go all right and i started going and that's when the director was like yo and they started doing that more and more and i started just getting more and more with my comedy uh within there and it was a big role man i mean to play a superhero like I mean, that was that was that was fun man and then i had a song on there too we did a song me and my boys I brought him in, and we we had a title That's song right. on there. We did a music video and everything. Uh, yeah, man, it was that's a dope right. Experience. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot about that, but yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then and and so another film that you did, I wanted to talk about was your film Dance Food. So, yeah, bro, let's go. Yeah, so I'm gonna be honest. I always wanted to watch the movie, but for whatever okay. reason, I never got around to it. So when yeah. I knew. We was doing this. I said, I got to watch Dance Food. I said, I got to finally watch Dance Food. <laughs> yeah, I said, I, I finally got to watch it. So, Never. bro, I watched it two nights ago. Okay. That movie is so funny, bro. My Thank favorite you. scene, though, it's a few of them. But my favorite scene is the funeral scene. That funeral scene <laughs> yes. is yes. so fire i'm talking yeah. about laugh out loud like he like all like that type of laughter that scene man <laughs> what was the inspiration for that Good. movie how, how you came up with it and how did you get cedric the entertainer to come on board to be the director bro so around this time i'm hustling right and i'm really i want a vehicle this was one of the moments where it's like okay i need something that shows people me in a different light because, you know, they keep seeing this Nickelodeon situation and I want them to see a different side of Kale. And I grew up with the, you know, coming to America's and, but another part of me is like, I love Kung Fu movies. Right. And I'm also a dancer. 
So I love the dance world. So I was sitting there going, what would be good? And I was like, oh, if we took Last Dragon and we took You Got Served and mashed them together. And I just was like, that would be so crazy. So I just started pinning that and I started taking it to meeting after meeting after meeting. A lot of people was like, mm, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And so a lot of people didn't know. And then it got to Sid. And Sid was just like, yo, this is funny. Now, me and Sid knew each other because I was on the Steve Harvey show many, many times, right? And so they were just like, bro, this is hilarious. I think this is dope. It's a guy that can only fight when music is playing. <laughs> right. So now you're talking about me and Cedric putting our ideas into the script now, again, buffing it up, right? So now it went from a whole nother level to another, <laughs> another level. Straight and up. so uh, then with the comedians, because my main thing was I wanted to use everybody. And Cedric was like, let's get everybody That's in there. That's what I love about it. Remember, like, I'm going to get you sucker and all those films and stuff like that. And so we put everybody in that joint. <laughs> and so and Apion as our Mr. Miyagi type of character <laughs> was just, just bananas, man. And so uh, Katarina Graham in it, you know, and it was just like, it was such a great, fun film to do. And it was it was mine, you know what I mean? I got to say like, yeah. And I had done independent films before. So this was like another one with Cedric Stapp on it uh and it was his directorial debut wow. so for him he had something to say too because he was like i always wanted to direct so you know what kill i'm gonna direct it and you know he got his team behind it which was dope and uh yeah it's like one of them uh if you know you know type joints is that you know, so funny i just <laughs> yeah. had Tom, i had tommy davidson on we we just did an episode with, hey, with tommy man and, I was telling him the same thing about Black Dynamite, which is, it's one of those, if you know, you know. You know, it's one of those, if you see it, you understand how, how much of a classic it is, you know? Right, right. How did you, how did you even get Tommy? Did you, did, did you make him all, did, how did you get Tommy? Because at, when it first started, he only had one line. He was like, balling! And, and, and so I was like, I was like, where else is Tommy at? But did he come back in at the end of the movie? So I was like, oh, okay. But how, what, was that an offer? Did he audition? <laughs> like, what was that situation? So with that, it was like, we were talking, we had audition processes and all that stuff, but there's certain, you know, cats we love that we were like, oh, they gotta be in there. You know, I've always, Tommy's has been a great influence for my, like, work. You know what I mean? Because he's Straight so up. funny and still killing. Like, I've seen him on stage host something and just the crowd goes bananas. Uh, Tommy has taken me places where that he does events and stuff, and he's actually like, they say, hey, just riff, because the artist is not ready. And this dude is up there killing he's to the killing. point the artists don't even want to come out. So uh, when Tommy, <laughs> Tommy decided to do this, it was so funny. It was like, you know, a, a crackhead that works with these <laughs> Kung Fu evil masters. Right. <laughs> and the stuff that he brought to the table was just so crazy, like the the fight scene that me and him have together with him <laughs> doing all these crazy sounds yeah. and talking about he still hasn't hit rock bottom. And just like, <laughs> bro, it was, it was, it was so much fun, man. And you know, everybody was down to do it. And that's the thing that I think was so dope is that everybody we asked that me and Cedric Jackson to do it, they were down and rock with us. And that was, that was cool. And Cedric at the time was doing Cadillac records and wow. all this stuff. Like he did not have to, do this thing with Kel, you know what I mean? So, like, he didn't have to do this little film, and he he was like, man, I'm all part of it, 
And uh, shout out to, to to Uncle Sid, man. That's how I look at him because he he family for like believing in me at that point, you know. Man, straight, yeah, straight, straight up, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, <laughs> before we get out of here, I got to bring up one one other credit. My my uh my assistant told me to bring it up too. <laughs> Go, I've done a lot of wild stuff. <laughs> so. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. This one? This is the show that I actually watched when I was in college. Uh oh. Called Dance Three Sixty. Let's go. Yeah. So, <laughs> spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin. So, <laughs> head to head. Head to head. Yeah. How did how did that come about? How did that come about? Because me and my I went to Clark Atlanta University. And we actually watched the show, bro. Like we would literally after class, like go all in somebody's dorm room together and watch this. Anybody that ain't seen it, I think they had you know, people having dance offs in the winter won like three hundred sixty dollars in a Boost yep. mobile phone or something. Or uh, yeah, a Boost mobile phone or an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how, how did that come about? You know? Okay, so um, okay, so this is another thing. This is before dance shows was really killing. Now it's like all the dance shows, right? Facts. So what was dope about this is that they approached us. It was this big audition. And I had auditioned for a lot of, well, I was on a lot of like UPN shows at that time, the Warner Brother, like shows that I had guest starred on. And so they were having this dance battle show. So I was like, I love to dance. You know what I mean? And you know, you know that because I just did Dance with the Stars. So it's kind of like, I love to dance. So I was just like, all right, bet, let's do it. So uh, I agreed to do it, hosted it. They went through a whole bunch of like different DJs, Federal Star, right. you know, all this stuff. We, we They kept putting us together and it was just like, it was a great situation. <laughs> and I remember we were talking, before the rims were actually on set, we were pretending to spin the rims, like in rehearsal, like, hey, you know what I mean? But you know, spinning rims was popping back right. then. And, you know, that was when um, uh, clowning and crumping was big. So everybody was, you know, coming on and doing all that. It's uh, break dancers. It, it was just, it was crazy. It was so hype on that stage, though. It looked like, like I'm it. talking about, like, they, they, they did the stage, like, Lenny Kravitz music video. Remember where it was like a circle? It yep. was like, and everybody was on a different level. And when you got picked to come out, the screams, and that's when Red Bull had just came out. Like, I think Red Bull only been out for like three years. And so we would all like juggle, like jugging Red Bull right before we went out. So that's why you would see me and Pedro like hype, like, yo, so you want to come down and you want to pop like, he's like, yo, yo, Kel, you want to, because we shot, we shot five a day. So we would shoot five a day back to back. We had a pull up bar in the back. And you know, he got all his peoples with him, all his Onyx squad. Right. They used to call me Killer Kill. And so I'm in the back and we hitting pull-ups before we go out while the music do 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 do. So we, we come out and we just hype, man. I mean, I will never forget that. Some good times, man. Dance 60 was crazy. Yeah, crazy. man. Shout out to Dance 3. It only went, what, one season? Head to head, huh? It only went one season. No, bro, we did. Uh, we did two seasons. Two, two seasons. seasons. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, we was on like you know after Maury, and then we would be on at night and late at night. 
I watched it. I enjoyed it. I'm telling you, we was we was dang dang sure watching it uh in our in our uh door room at Clark for sure. Um, oh man, I know what y'all was gonna say because I got some crazy movies. I had some other <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I see I see some of the other ones. Hey, um <laughs> what and now you on is Tales of Valor, right? You got the show Tales well, of No, no, it's called uh Best Friends Forever. Best, Best Friends, Friends for Forever on CBS. Uh it's a show about animals that should not be friends. So you'll see like, you know, a monkey chilling with a cat and they just got <laughs> their friends. Got and so uh it's an awesome like animal show that I really, really dig. It's super fun. Dope, man. <laughs> yeah. So you're doing that. Yeah. And uh um, yeah. anything else, anything else you working on? Cause I, I I know your wife having them contractions. So I'm trying to Yeah, man. <laughs> wrap well, this I'm, up. Um, yeah, man, I'm executive producing all that, of course, the return of all that. So uh that has been amazing. Uh eight new kids. Uh, Keenan and I both producing on that. It's nice. awesome to be able to give them advice. Uh, you know, I produce and then also come in there and do some of the old characters that you've seen. We brought everybody else back from the from the original cast and put them in as well. So that's been killing. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, and it, this is what people don't know. I had DJ yeah. D-Rec on and he was telling me how you're the one to actually introduce him to Nick Cannon because he said y'all was hanging out one day and you like, yeah, I got to go to set to meet this new kid. And it was yep. Nick Cannon. And so that's how they first met. You yep. remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. And, and he, uh, D-Rack always talked about it like, yo, if it wasn't for Kel, then I wouldn't have never met him, you know, and had that relationship, man. So it's like, it's, it's, it's a lot within the industry. It's a lot of those stories. You know what I mean? That I think is awesome. And that's tight that D uh, actually mentioned that. That's tight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah straight up, man. That's family. That's hey, family, man. man. Yeah, he a yeah. good dude, bro. Hey, I man. I, hey, listen, yeah. I appreciate you coming on. Um, Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I created this this podcast to celebrate people that I consider living legends and making legendary moves. Um, hey. and, and like I said, when I thought of this, I, I really, and I'm not joking, I, I, I'm pretty much sure for a fact you was the first name that came to my mind when I when I said I wanted to do this podcast, bro. Thank so, you, bro. Yeah, man. So just keep doing your thing, bro. You a king. You an inspiration. I appreciate you. I love you. And uh, yeah, man, salute. Salute. Thank you, brother. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, and tell your wife, uh, I wish her nothing but, uh, and you nothing but a healthy pregnancy. And y'all go have fun and handle that. <laughs> yeah, my beautiful wife, man. My beautiful wife, man. I love it, man. <laughs> hey, man. Peace. Peace. <laughs> That's right.